Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, where I learn how to be an overcomer. Immediately, we want to release faith in Faith School that that's happening. You don't want to wait till halfway through and go, yeah, I think I'll believe something's happening now. No, from the very start, because um, God's Word is food to your spirit. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. And, um, you know, Proverbs talks about that God's Word is, is life to those who find it and medicine to all their flesh, and it truly is. God created everything you see. I mean the planets, everything, with his words. So it shouldn't be shocking to us that something that was created by words could be affected and changed by words. So let's agree about that today and receive some more. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the utterance, for the direction, for the help, the guidance. Uh, quicken us, Lord, according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you look please again in Hebrews, the third chapter. We've been on a series that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. Now, we, uh, we've covered quite a few uh, lessons prior to this, so to get the full benefit, go online to faithschool.org, and um, you can look at this series, Overcoming Unbelief, no charge at all. And you can go back and, and get caught up, and because we're building on what we've already covered. In Hebrews 3, 7, he said, Wherefore, as the Holy Spirit says, Today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like they did. Verse 10, I was grieved with that generation, he said. And they do always err in their heart. They've not known my ways. Verse 12, he said, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Verse 19 says, We see they could not enter in because of their unbelief. So what we've been doing is uh, uh, taking heed to this admonition and warning and going back to these accounts that he's referring to and there were some 10 uh, definite episodes where they chose to doubt instead of believe, leading up from when they left Egypt, uh, crossed the Red Sea, and, and to Kadesh Barnea, 10 episodes. Then after those 10, there's another five or so that we're getting into now. And so how would you know what to watch out for and resist and avoid if you're not even aware? of what happened to them and, and what they did. So go back to Numbers, the 16th chapter. And this, this uh, was our 11th episode that we looked at. And there's actually uh, another one. 
are two here that we'll get into in this same uh, chapter. In Numbers 12, we saw in, in recent lessons Korah's rebellion, Numbers 16. Uh, he and um, Dathan and Abiram and the 250 famous princes in the assembly, they, they organized a, a full-on attempt to overthrow the leadership and get rid of Moses and Aaron. And one thing they said in verse 3, they said to Moses and Aaron, you take too much on you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord's among them. Uh, Wherefore then lift you up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord? Do you hear this language? Because you'll hear the same thing people are talking today. Well, we're all, we all know God and we, we all have the spirit. And, and the, the uh, implication is nobody should have any leadership over anybody else. We should all just be, let's all just equally lead. Well, that doesn't work. That's just non-functioning. Uh, a body needs a head. And yes. not three heads. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, God has ordained that by his choice, people from among us are given leadership over us. That's his choice. Now, I know a lot of, we live in a rebellious, defiant world where a lot of people won't acknowledge it, won't submit to it. But it's their loss. It's their loss. But it is God's way. But what they're saying is, you know, who put you in charge, Moses and Aaron? Well, have you read the scripture? You know, was it Moses' idea to leave the wilderness and go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go? No. I mean, God had to get pretty straight with him because he was saying, he, he said, God, you don't want me. I have trouble talking and I'm paraphrasing. and I'm a wanted man over there. <laughs> and, and the heart said, Basically, no, you know, I'll send your brother with you to help you, but, but you're going. And so he, and he did. He, he did. And so uh, they're saying, who put you in charge? And without going into the details, um, he told them, take your censors and, and come out, all of you 250 and Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, and the Lord will show tomorrow who he has selected. And you know, that's what you want to do every time instead of you trying to show people, trust the Lord to show them, right? And so uh, he tried to get them to repent. He called um, um, to Dathan and Abiram in in verse 12, and they wouldn't come talk to him. He was trying to, to save them, actually them and all their households, but they wouldn't respond, wouldn't listen. And so... When they did, when they all gathered out there, well, verse 27, they got them up from the tabernacle and they stood in the door of the tents. And Moses said, hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own mind. He said, I didn't call myself. I didn't send myself. What I've been telling you the Lord said to do, it was the Lord said to do. It wasn't me. If these men die the common death of all men, or if they be visited with the visitation of all men, the Lord has not sent me. Boy, that's strong, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, this is, a, this is no plan B, right? But if the Lord make a new thing, 
And the earth open her mouth and swallow them up and all that appertain to them. And they go down quick, that means alive, into the pit. That word pit is also translated shoal and also translated hell. Then shall you understand these men have provoked the Lord. It came to pass, verse 31, as soon or as he had made an end of speaking all these words, the ground clave asunder that was under them, and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all the men that pertained to Korah and all their goods, they and all that pertained to them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from among the congregation. Now, a lot of times folks don't even, they don't even want to read these passages because I, I actually heard one person was saying recently, they said, man, I, they'd never read the Old Testament. And, and, and they said they read it and they said, man, God was mean. You know, they didn't know God was that mean. Really? <laughs> Y'all are quiet. Is God mean? No. no. God is just. He is righteous. He's the righteous judge of all the earth. These people, class, I hope y'all are awake now. These people got exactly what they deserved. They got judgment without mercy. Because nobody asked for mercy. Class, are y'all awake? Nobody repented. Nobody asked for mercy. So nobody got mercy here. And, and people try to act like, well, you know, God's, you know, he used to be really kind of uptight like this. And, um, he, you know, fire would fall and stuff would happen. But, you know, thank God in the New Testament now, he's kind of mellowed out. And he just, you know, he's, you know, he's chill now. And, you know, he lets a lot of stuff slip. No, God is exactly the same now as he was then and before this and after this. He said, I am the Lord God, I change not. No, no. What people have not understood is the seriousness of sin. Tell me what the wages of sin is. Death. Death. That's what sin deserves. And if you're going to be right about it, and you're going to be fair about it, then sin should be punished with death. And judgment and destruction. Anything else is not fair. It's not right. But now God is a merciful God. He doesn't want to see people judged. But if they won't repent. And they won't take advantage of his redemption. There's nothing left but judgment. If you won't ask for mercy. You won't get mercy. If you won't repent. You won't be saved. Now, those couple of phrases I just said, they sound simple, but there are whole groups whose doctrine is skewed wrong, contradicting these two things. Do not just take what I just said and throw it away. And don't say, well, I don't know if I agree with you, preacher. You don't even have to like me. Look at the scriptures. Do the scriptures say what I just mentioned? That if you don't repent, you won't be saved. Hmm? 
God, I mean, I'm quoting New Testament now, Romans. He's rich in mercy to who? To who? Everybody? No, all that call on him. Did you hear those? Did you, does that phrase matter? What about the people that blaspheme him and reject him and don't even believe in him and won't repent? Do they get saved too? No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, we need to understand the reason why these things are here is because this is what happens and it's what should happen if there's no repentance and no mercy and no redemption. Thank God there is redemption. Hallelujah. Thank God there is Jesus' work on the cross that obtained an eternal redemption for us. But will you be spared if you don't believe in it? If you don't receive it, will you be spared anyway? As some people teach, everybody will be saved. Eventually, because Jesus paid the price for everybody. People are teaching these kind of things. And you'll hear people that say, when people die, no matter if they were absolutely, you know, uh, atheists, or if they blaspheme God, they died. And some people say, well, you know, they're in a better place. Are they? These people didn't go to a better place. They went down. Is that right? Alive into the heart of the earth, Sheol. And um, uh, people say, well, that just that seems too hard to me. Well, you, you're not thinking right. You're not the righteous judge of all the earth. It's not your responsibility what to do with all these human beings. Hmm? God is righteous. His ways are perfect. His judgments are perfect. But just because he, he passes judgment that allows destruction, that does not mean it pleases him. It does not mean it is his will. It actually grieves him. He wants people to repent. Amen. How many remember what Peter said? God's not willing that any should perish. Is that true or not? Yes. Is it true or not? Yes. God is not willing that any should perish. Did they perish? Yes. Yeah. Was it God's will? No. no. I see, folks still struggle with that. Well, yeah, it had to be God's will or it wouldn't have happened. No. Your thinking is wrong. It wasn't God's will, and yet it happened. To say this was God's will, that judgment happened, ground opened up, they all went down. To say that was God's will is to say the rebellion was God's will. The thing that led to it was their getting together behind uh, Moses and Aaron's back and forming this uh, attempt to overthrow the leadership was their defiance and disrespect against God's choice was that God's will no. certainly not well then the results of it was not God's will can you see that yes. to say the, the destruction and death from the sin is God's will is to say the sin is God's will absolutely not it would have pleased God if they had never done this Right? But even if they had done it, even at the last minute, if they'd have said, oh, what have we done? And hit their face. Is that right? 
and repented and said, please, God, forgive us, and asked Moses to pray for him. Is that right? Asked him to forgive. Do you reckon we'd have seen some mercy? We have seen it over and over and over again. When people asked God for mercy and repented, they didn't get judgment. No matter how evil they had been, they didn't get judgment. They got mercy. Woo, somebody say, thank you, Lord, for mercy. But in order to get mercy, you got to ask for mercy. And if you're unwilling to repent, you're not going to be asking for mercy. So even though some have not understood, they got exactly what they deserved for what they did. They got judgment without mercy. Not because it was God's perfect will, but because it was what was deserved. And uh, they didn't get mercy, like we said, because they didn't ask for it. Be quick to ask for mercy in your own life. If you make a mistake, First uh, John says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. Is that right? To forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you're forgiven and you're cleansed, you deserve no judgment. Is that right? You deserve no punishment. Somebody said, well, yeah, but Jesus has already paid for everything and taken care of everything. So I don't even think about that. You need to ask. Just because it's paid for doesn't mean you've received it. Right? And to say that everybody's going to enjoy it. Whether they believe it or ask it or repent or not is contrary to the scriptures. No. Thank God for mercy. He's rich in mercy. What's the rest of that verse? Rich in mercy to all that call on him. All that call on him. Not people that ignore him and rebel against him, but all that call on him. Well, you keep reading here in verse 34. When all Israel that were around about them fled at the cry of them. So they were screaming as they were going down into the bowels of the earth. Somebody said, that's, that's awful, that's terrible. Yeah, and it's a perfect picture of hell and judgment to come. It's no joke. You know, you, you hear people say stupid things like, well, you know, I'd rather rule in hell and and serve in heaven. And, and hear people talk about, well, you know, well, uh, yeah, you know, I, my friends are all there, so I'm, it's going to be a party in hell. Ain't going to be no party. If people could visit hell for 30 seconds, when they got back and, and stopped screaming, they'd never joke about it again. And it was not made for human beings. It was made for the devil and his cohorts and his, you know, angels and, and demon spirits, unclean spirits. And people say, well, how do human beings wind up there? Because if you reject God and decide to be God's enemy, then you get to stay with God's enemies. There's only one other place for you to be. But if you'll humble yourself and acknowledge you wouldn't even exist or have oxygen to breathe, or gravity to hold your feet on the ground, if it wasn't for God Almighty. And if you show respect 
to his generosity, his grace in sending his son to save people who did not deserve it. None of us deserved being saved. None of us deserved being saved. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We deserved death, judgment. We deserved this. But I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going down to the pit. Huh? Why? Not because I've been so perfect, done everything. Because Jesus saved me. He paid the price for my stupidity and my, my sins and my failures and my rebellion. I wasn't so dumb as to stand out here like this bunch did and never ask for mercy. By the grace of God, I realized, oh, I messed up. I need help. I asked for help. Please have mercy on me, Lord. Spare me, save me. And he gladly did and has and has done so for millions. He'll do it for you too. If, help me out class. What if, what? If you'll ask, if you'll call on him, if you'll acknowledge him and call on him and, and you receive that. If you've never done that, do it right now. Or if it's been a long time and you're confused about whatever, just affirm or reaffirm your faith today. Say it out loud and, and, and don't just parrot me now. This has got to come from your heart or it doesn't matter. If you believe it, say it out loud. Father God, Father God I, do I do believe in you. You're God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I wouldn't exist except you created my parents. Adam and Eve. And I have sinned and fallen short of what is right and good. And I thank you that you have sent Jesus, your son, to die on the cross and pay for my sins so I could get what I didn't deserve, which is mercy. I reach out for your mercy. I repent of my sin. I receive Jesus as Lord of my life, my Savior, my Redeemer. I receive the mercy and forgiveness and the washing of the blood of the Lamb. Thank you for saving me, for having mercy on me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Friend, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to you or I. God had mercy on me. Hallelujah. So, I, so this kind of thing doesn't happen to us now or in the future. Now or past this life or past the great white throne judgment or any of these things. No, by the mercy of God, I will not be judged for my sins, even though I committed them. Jesus paid for them. Yes. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. And my sins and iniquities, yours, will be remembered no more. Amen. No more. They won't be brought up to us. Oh, thank God. Thank God. And all we get is mercy. mercy. No, judgment. no judgment. No judgment. Go with me to the book of James, the second chapter, and notice what it says about some of these things. So vital, 
so important. Korah, Dathan, Byram, their crowd, did they get what they deserved? Yes. See, that's a little weak. But. <laughs> yes, sir. Huh? So people don't like saying that. Tell me about the wages of sin. Yes, sir. It's death. Is that, is that right? Is that fair? Is that just? It is. It is. And they didn't get mercy because they didn't ask for it. Now in James 2, James 2 verse 12 says, So speak ye, and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. Liberty sounds good, doesn't it? Yes. For, verse 13, he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. Now, did they judge uh, Moses and Aaron? Huh? They did, and they, they blamed them. Is that right? For their failures and problems. And in doing so, they blamed God, who chose Moses and Aaron, and set them and sent them. See, they were judging. Uh, didn't Jesus say in Matthew 7 and other places, don't judge, lest you be judged. And so they judged, and they got judged. But read the rest of the verse. Well, he'll have judgment without mercy that has showed no mercy. And mercy rejoices against judgment. Amen. When you get mercy, it means you didn't get judged. Mm -hmm. Woo! You didn't get judged. Yes. You were going to get judged. Mm -hmm. You were in trouble. Yeah. But you got mercy, which means, okay, you're not going to get judged now. <laughs> Oh, somebody say thank God, thank God. Go to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians and the 11th chapter. 1 Corinthians 11 and 31. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty-one 31 says, If we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. Can you see? That's what they didn't do. Korah and Dathan, did they judge themselves? No. They didn't, they didn't judge themselves. They didn't repent. They didn't ask for mercy. What did they get? Judgment without mercy. But if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, why? Because we wouldn't judge ourselves. We're chastened of the Lord. That we should not be condemned with the world. That's talking about believers. Believers. Even in judgments of things in this earth, with believers, God's still trying to spare us from judgment later on. Mm -hmm. Can you see this? Yes, His mercy endures forever. Amen. He's always trying to help people, but many of them won't listen. He's always trying to be, you know, don't, don't let this happen to you. In, in fact, he said in, in the prophets, he said, I have no pleasure in the death of him that dies. Why will you die? Repent. <laughs> right? Repent. Let me help you. But if, man, if you harden your heart and stiffen your neck, can you see why I keep saying don't harden your heart? When you harden your heart, stiffen your neck, no, nobody can do it. Well, there's, you know, you are going down. There's going to be judgment without mercy if you don't repent. Well, we did. We confessed Jesus, so we're not going to be judged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's something to shout about all day long. And our time's up again today, but... Man, I'm glad we got to this place. I'm, I'm pretty happy about being in mercy, aren't you? Amen. 
Well, come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 